Hello and welcome to That Park Life Podcast. Of course, I am Greg. And I'm Beth. And what did you wave in front of the camera today? Oh, this was today as an air freshener that's in this office here. Oh, what is it? Brought to you by SureSense Fresh Linen Air Freshener Solid Gel. Oh, wow. There's basically nothing left in here almost, so it still has a little bit of a scent to it. Is it because you stink so bad it just wore it out? This is what's left. Anyways, welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, so uh, I won't ramble on about Riviera this week because we did that on our <laughs> bonus episode. Thank you for listening, those of you that, that came out to listen to it. It seems it to be very exciting. Well. I The visuals you painted, I feel like I'm like, even though I did see a couple of photos, I really want to go. So I thought you did a great job. Yeah, well, thanks. Um, I Listen, okay, I don't know if anyone else is experiencing this. It's been two weeks since I've seen, I think it's about two weeks since I've seen Frozen 2. And you and, and Nicole are now speaking in Frozen. Yeah, so I, I Did that almost make it to the last podcast. <laughs> speaking in Frozen, uh, what what were we saying? When she came in, and you were like, "I'm gonna get Nicole to come in," and she came in and going, "Yes, ah! yes. Okay, I was like, hopefully that made it. Into it the- did, and of course she happened to do it before I had hit her microphone totally on. So if you were listening, you're like, <laughs> I couldn't quite hear it because she it was coming through my microphone. I'm pretty sure you could hear it fine. <laughs> Probably, yeah, because she was loud about it. But we've been listening, and I like I really mean this. We've been listening to the Frozen soundtrack, and Nicole's probably daily. I'm about every other day. Um, and I'm not even embarrassed about it. It is what it is. I don't care. Um, I've been listening to it a little bit. Yeah, we're we're still into it. And there's a, a really specific point of the song from the movie, mm-hmm. which arguably is Into the Unknown. And I hear it a lot. And it's just it just hits my ear funny. So I just I wanted to draw a little attention to it. So you, you may know this, but this is just a very, very small clip of Into the Unknown. It's the which I don't that gets me every time to hear it. Like, this is it. Listen to this. Which I don't. Like, why? Does it, do you, which when I you, don't. yeah, I feel like I'm always turning my head and it's like, <laughs> which I don't. Yeah, I turn my head and say it and it's like, yes. And then I thought, you know what? Perhaps Elsa is related to another character, a non Disney character we may know. Um, mm-hmm. And this is what that character sounds like. Ow. There's just something about. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine that's the character that Jimmy Fallon does on his on uh, the Tonight Show and stuff. When yeah. he does, so just imagine that they were doing like a duet together. You're not a voice. You're just a ringing in my ear. And if I heard you, which I don't. Ow. <laughs> Every single time. Uh, this is going to be my new favorite clip that I that I play on this. Is this? Which I don't. Yeah. <laughs> So, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry if I ruined that song for everybody. But every time I I, I hear that song yeah, and she says, "Which I don't," it's like sass. She's bringing the sass. I guess the best thing to do would be learn all the songs and then you can go back and have your own sing along in the theater. Yes, yeah, so there you go. <laughs> Everyone this, will uh, hate you, but it's a, okay. A reason to revisit that song. So every time yeah. you hear "Which I don't," which I don't. you got to just follow it up with a. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's all the time we have that's, for today, guys. That's it. I think Thanks that's that's all we need to do. Um, it's a big it's a big time here right now, and I know you're yeah. excited about it, and I'm sure yeah. you're excited to do this when you get here. But yes, rise of the resistance. It's the big. It's the well, big one. Well, honestly, we've had a family discussion already because okay. we were talking. 
I think the statement was, should we even just, should we even go to that park over there? <laughs> that was the statement. And we were like, well, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. I think it depends on if it's kind of calmed down at all. Yeah. Well, you're here in February, right? Yeah, we're here in February. Um, we're there in February, I guess. And, but there's 10 of us. So Oof. it's not like there's two of us that are moving our way through the park. It's like, we've got 10 people to get moving. Yeah. So our thought process, I think, was to try to be there at Rope Drop and go to Slinky Dog. Okay. And like hope that most of the traffic from Toy Story Land moves over to Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. And that's kind of the tricky part because currently, and I don't know how long this is going to last, they're doing the virtual queue again specifically for that attraction. Not, I don't think it's to enter the land. It's just for the attraction for the Rise of the Resistance. So you, technically. though. Uh, so what I'm going to say is... Uh, you, in order to get on the ride, currently right now, you actually have to get, quote, get online by going into the okay. app and putting yourself into a boarding group. Okay, okay. Thank you for clarifying that because I was kind of reading some things and I'm like, I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> so, because then, and then you saw pictures of the sign that said, I'm sorry, but there's no more boarding groups. So I was like, oh, So you can't get on the ride. Yeah. I mean, yeah. as of when I checked the app at about 9.30 this morning, now the park opened up at 9, and I'm sure yeah. it was before that, but I checked it at 9.30, the boarding groups were full okay. for the day. But so, so does it open at nine? Yes. So the ride is not a part of extra magic hours currently. Again, this is all right, right. now. You know how this thing uh, this thing is going to be. It's going to change 100% yeah. dependent on crowd levels and capacity and what they can handle. But you whatever. have to get on the app at nine is what I'm saying. No, it opens up earlier than that. And I don't know oh, what time okay. the app opens. Um, Maybe it's like seven or something. Yeah, I, I think you also have to be. If that's the case. We'll sit in the living room. All, like four of us will get together <laughs> that morning and get on and try to get in it. Yeah, well, but I, I don't. Mean, I, it might depend on your. It might know your GPS. That part I don't know. So if anyone yeah. knows that, feel feel free to reach out because I I would imagine that people are doing it from their resort and stuff because you could wake um, up at some time and do it. So I'm sure there's a cutoff for it when the app will allow you to do it. Well, we um, also have a friend that probably should know, right? Wink, yes. Wink. Yes. Is that me? No. Oh, I was gonna say because I should know, but I don't. Um, I did reach out to Mitchell and Amanda who are on two episodes ago now. That's what I'm talking about. Um, they're there in the park as we're recording this, and they got placed in a boarding group. And what I asked them was, well, what happens when your boarding group number is called? And one thing I do know is you have two hours to report back to the attraction. Okay. And what the what they were thinking was that it's basically not necessarily a walk-on, but the line at that point for the ride should be short because they're calling yeah. in a certain group of people. It shouldn't be you're called in and then boom, it's a three-hour wait because then it's like, man, that's the whole day. It's kind of nice, though, that they're doing that because then you're not stuck in a line waiting for hours. No, and hours then you can hours. go on like, the Smuggler's Run or you can go on Slinky Dog. And that's why I brought that up. So if they're still doing – if it's still that busy in February, which I really don't think it's going to be. Maybe I'm just being hopeful. Mm-hmm. Um, the plan for you for doing Slinky might be uh, affected by that exact thing where people are virtually queuing for Rise of the Resistance and then still going right. on the Toy Story Land ride. So right. keep just keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, and anyone traveling here in the next month, I'm guessing the rest of this month, it's still going to be pretty busy because generally oh, sure. speaking, that we're, we're getting into like extreme busy season in the next two weeks. Yeah. And then, well, and you would hope that some people would just be going over straight to the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. And like doing that, hoping that maybe they're going to open up their yeah. boarding. And then the other question is, is how long, how far, how many years is it going to be before they actually make that a reality for every ride? Like yes. you either you have to get on the app and you're either in the queue or you're in the fa- or you get a fast pass like it's all digital. I mean, we're all we're moving more towards that. So I'm, yeah, I'd I be mean, curious to see if they end up doing that for more things in the future. I mean, because especially for opening. Yeah, like it like seems that. like Mickey and Minnie's Railway will be another. 
I hope maybe so. Maybe way that they do that. I don't know. Yeah, and of course we have some news coming up with that in our news yeah. nuggets. <laughs> Actually, we might as well just jump into our to our oh, news nugs. I love that segue. I yeah, wasn't even trying. It's like we're <laughs> professionals. News nuggets. Dip them in your sauce and put them in your mouth. So we might as well talk about that first. Yeah. Disney Parks blog uh, broke some news over the last week or so. Um, we, I was wrapped up in the Riv to talk, to really get my, uh, that's the Riviera for those not following. <laughs> you um, already have. <laughs> You've already shortened it because you're part of the club. Yeah, we got a briefs because we don't have enough time to say the whole thing. Oh, you've never been to the Riv? I'm oh, so like sorry. The Riv. <laughs> Jeez. And I don't mean Riverside, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually what I really should say is I don't mean uh, Riverside because <laughs> obviously mean. No, nothing wrong with Riverside. I actually really like Riverside. But anyway, that's a different story. Um, Disney Parks blog announced a couple of experiences, and they gave some specific dates. And mm-hmm. not as specific, but more, more narrowed like, down. Why are we just bringing this up just to bring it up? <laughs> yes. Even though we've, we already know that you hype. said the year, but whatever. Yes, they got hype. So they did announce that Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway will be opening on March 4th of 2020. Mm-hmm. So we're less than, what is that? January, February, March. Three months away. A little less than three yeah. months away at this point. It's going to be a big deal. I hope that they do a virtual queue for that as well. Um, yeah. Hopefully, I'll be allowed in Hollywood Studios because I still can't go this month or next month. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's a little rough. Didn't I didn't mean, even think about that. I know. And I, this is not a real complaint because I'm aware that as a benefit of being a cast member, we mm-hmm. do get complimentary park access with block dates. And we happen to be in a time where there are some dates where we're not allowed in. Of course, I could pay, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> or I could use uh, some of the things. But anyway, so yeah, well, point so of how all did this. Am- how did Amanda and them get in? Well, we just... do get complimentary tickets that don't have blackout dates. But uh, if you okay. like, typically I save that for family and friends and stuff. So I don't really have a lot of those. And I'm using one of those to go for New Year's Eve uh, to Epcot because I have never been to New Year's Eve Epcot. And that's all I've been wanting to do. And I'm finally going to do it. This Isn't year. that what Brayden's all about? He's yeah, all about I'm, I'll New be Year's seeing him there. I'm unfortunately <laughs> yeah. working that night. So we'll see what time I actually get there. But oh, whatever. Uh, they also announced that Remy's Ratatouille adventure will be coming summer of next year. So we have a season now, although the yeah. big giant poster thing that's on the side of the building that you can see from the Skyliner says summer 2020 on it. 20. Um, they did we're also like, announce. We, we've got a, we're like, we got like three months, three or four months to try to finish this out if we don't get to it on time. Yeah. Well, because that's the thing, like summer 2020 could still mean if they're going for actual calendar dates, could mean September like, because technically yeah. September 20th, 21st-ish. You know, that's about when technically fall starts. Right. It's probably going to be August if I had to take a guess. Probably because they want to try to – well, I mean, I guess the Halloween parties do start in August. But it's like you'd think they'd want to be trying to get people to the parks before yeah. like the think, holiday. Because they already do well for the holiday rushes. Yes. It's like let's try to get more people in before that. One thing I've noticed, uh, something that Disney has been trending and doing, at least in my opinion and my observation, is I, it seems like they like to turn the dial way up. In other yeah. words, like it's multiple things starting at the exact same time to just completely yeah. crank it out. Because if you remember in August of this year, we had opening of Galaxy's Edge yep. and the start of the Food and Wine Festival. And right. only two weeks before that was the first Halloween party. Yeah. So you had three things at three different parks. Of course, like, you need a reason to come. We're giving you like a We're giving million. We're giving you three. Just yeah. Get here. <laughs> yes. So I have a feeling that uh, Ratatouille will open in, in you know, mm-hmm. uh, I wonder if it'll open at the same time as um, the new fireworks show, Har- Harmonious. Right. I wonder if that's going to be right around the same time as each other. And they do have, uh, I did notice on that article, they have, they've posted some more pictures of mm-hmm. kind of what, 
like the inside of the railway yeah. ride looks like, which I'm super excited about that. Cause yes. I feel like it's going to be a total like mind, like just chaos because you're like, is that animated or is that real? But it's like real, but it looks like it's supposed yes. to be animated. So, and, and I, there's video screens involved. So you're kind of all over the place with that. Yeah. I'm excited because Nicole and I love the Mickey cartoons that, yes. like, that the ride is based on. And actually in the Disney parks blog article, they did also mention that the Mickey's shorts, Mickey shorts theater is coming to Disney's Hollywood yeah. studios. Which I'm excited about. Do we know where that is? Uh, I don't know. I was thinking about that, and I'm like, where are they putting that? <laughs> it's gonna be where that fountain was in Epcot. <laughs> yeah, they're just gonna they're gonna bus you over to the. They're like uh, we're just put a theater right here. Don't worry about it. We'll have a fountain on top of it. <laughs> could you imagine? I, um, I wouldn't joke about that because that might happen. Yeah. Um, well, and I think the Ratatouille ride. I'm excited about the trackless. Yes, I think that's what I'm most excited about doing is doing a ride that's trackless because that's kind of how Rise of the Resistance is. Yeah, so like, Rise is trackless. Actual... I believe Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway will be trackless and so will Ratatouille. So we got three yeah. new trackless rides coming. That Well, one's open now, but still, there's more yeah. coming down the way. Um, And we're, Doug and I are totally like, we're going to watch YouTube videos of when things come out. <laughs> there's a lot of people that are like, I'm not looking at anything. Me, I just me. have no. I, I know, but I'm one of the people that I can watch it, but it really is a different experience when you're, doing it like when you're there so we have watched the ratatouille ride at i can't remember which other park it's at it's either tokyo paris. is it paris i'm yeah, pretty sure it's paris it would make sense yeah. it's a French so we watched it there and i for some reason i thought it was different but i'm like no so i mean the idea is you are the size of a rat like on the yes. floor of the restaurant so if i was cool. if i was going to watch any uh ride videos which i don't I would watch maybe the Ratatouille one because I'm of the three that are like either here or about to come. That's the one. Yeah. Well, I think it's 3D. I don't know. I'm just excited. I want to say it's a 3D thing, but maybe not. Either way, it's they're all cool. And we, I'm just I say that because we we have watched Rise of the Resistance. Mm -hmm. It looks incredible, but I know that it's going to be way different once I'm actually experiencing it. No, I've only watched it a couple times. I will say because we we watched a video of the Hagrid's ride before we went to Universal. Yeah. And I just don't remember. I didn't remember anything that I watched. And so I was like, oh, my God. Like, there were so many times you're like, ah. <laughs> so um, I was like, I'm kind of glad that I forgot everything. Yeah. I but, did watch that video because I probably won't see that ride. But oh, you should, man. I'm telling you. It looked was, awesome. After we did it, we were like, uh, I love Disney. But, man, that seriously is probably the both of us said it's probably the best ride we've ever been on. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, even um, Pandora. <gasps> like. Don't you dare. I know. We were like, I know this is really blasphemous to say, but but you can't blame them because it's like old Imagineers that work for them. Yes. Well, that is <laughs> you true. know, so in a way it's you're still complimenting Disney, but whatever. You know what I say when you talk about Universal. <laughs> oh. oh I haven't played that one in a long time. Hope Cody's. I thought still you were gonna it. say ill. No, I know. Um okay, one of my news are you done with that news nub? Yeah, yeah. Okay, one of my news nuggets, guys, the new monorail black has debuted. I knew that's not like amazing or anything but well, it could be amazing we do it one more time you what, what did you say just announce it one more time well, we're gonna make listen we're gonna okay. take a monday news story and we're gonna we're gonna crank it up a little bit so what, what's the, this news right? you're talking about the new monorail black has debuted <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that oh my gosh I'm um, having... yeah so it's a new monorail it's black obviously it has like the black t- um you know, stripe on the side. And yeah. the inside I thought was kind of cool looking. It's very Star Wars-y. Yeah. And there's some hidden Mickeys and things like that. It's just different. If you're used to the monorails your entire life, that like the interior is blue and... Yes. You know oh, what I mean? It just... When you say blue, old school. 
do you mean? And I'm trying to find the thing that I bought from World Traveler Trading Co. My little yeah. Tifa bristle thing with the, oh, uh, which is now going to be called the, I guess, classic interior monorail design. Yeah. Now when they're doing the new monorails, they're redoing, um, not like that felt colors. material thing on the inside. And it's so nice and not stained, which yeah. is great. So I, I'm actually kind of excited to see the new color. Yeah. Because um, we big on the monorail rides, y'all, because we have to park at the TTC, which, you know, is like all under construction right now. And it's terrible looking. It's a little bit of a hot mess. Yes. When you have to question whether or not you need the tram, that's when you're like, what is happening? <laughs> you're like, I feel like I'm forever far away. And they're like, but it's right there because we're only going to drop you off in 60 feet. Yes. <laughs> so I'm hoping that that's going to be done by February. Yeah. I don't I think that I might be pipe dreams, but I don't know. I really don't know much about the progress of that construction. I mean, I see photos of it. I don't normally go over there too much. Um, just, Our only saving like grace is that my father-in-law, I think, has a handicap pass. So we're okay. like, There's well, something. at least one car will be saved. Um, I know. We got some news for some Starbucks fans, which happens to not be me, but I totally that's understand me. the that's importance. Me. Yes. So uh, this is, I read this on WDWmagic.com that opening this month, so December, there'll be, uh, Epcot will be opening a temporary Starbucks location on Ooh. the Rose Walk. So that is that newly expanded walkway that takes you from the future world over to World Showcase. So not the main straightaway to the right okay. of that. They're also building okay. this big giant building over there too. That's not this. I think that's supposed to just yeah. be bathrooms. Um, I'm really interested it. to see what a temporary Starbucks looks like because I'm already like, I'm so sorry for their workers. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. Well, hopefully that has to it's be terrible. Yeah, temporary, but also like <laughs> temperature controlled for the for when it is. Because it is, I know it's December and it's been like relatively yeah. chilly here. And by that, I mean, yeah. it's been in the 50s and 60s. But during the day and even this weekend, it's supposed to hit uh, in the 80s. So hopefully, you know, yeah. they're still keeping still, in mind. I mean, 50s and 60s is cold for Floridians. Yes. You know, like it's cooler for us for sure, but. If you're used to the temperatures down there, that's pretty chilly. And it is. People always want Starbucks. So they got to make that money, yo. <laughs> okay. Um, my next news nug is that there's three. Okay. So I think they, they talked about this at the D23, which a lot of this stuff they talked about at D23. But yes. there's three new films debuting January 17th, 2020 at Epcot. Um, these are all coming out on the same day for the Epcot International Festival of the Arts, which is, what is it, Greg? What is what? The farts. Oh. Um, <laughs> all right. So the first one is Awesome Planet. That's going to be in the Land Pavilion Showcase. Um, it's like showcasing the Earth's beauty and diversity. Mm -hmm. It's a 10-minute film featuring spectacular imagery. It's uh, in theater effects and an original music score from Academy, Academy Award-winning composer Stephen Price. Oh. This is all from the Disney Parks blog, by the way. Um, the next one is Beauty and the Beast Sing Along, which who doesn't love to sing along? Yeah. That's going to be in France Pavilion. Um, Directed and produced by Don Hahn, producer of the animated live-action Beauty and the Beast films. Uh, it invites guests to participate in a twist on a tale as old as time. Features narration from Angela Lansbury. Oh. Exactly. We all know. Um, if you don't know who that is, she played Mrs. Potts. Uh, what was the show? Why can't I think of her show? Angela Lansbury's show. Oh, Murder, She Wrote? Murder, She Wrote. Yes. yes. I used to watch it with my mom all the time. Um. Yeah, it says it'll run in rotation with Impressions de France, which will receive an upgrade to 4K projection. So Nice. So that'll be you know how Josh Gad just recently popped up in the Frozen sing-along? If not, he did do that in the yeah. last week or so. Could was you that imagine? Disney, that no, was that Disney was here. World. Gosh, I'm so jealous. I know. Yeah, he was floating around the parks. Um, I just imagine during the Beauty and the Beast sing-along, Angela Lansbury walks out. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would crap my pants, just saying. Wood crap. Hashtag wood crap. I would like run on the stage or like run up somewhere and be like, ah, 
Um, okay, and then the last one is Canada Far and Wide and Circle Vision 3D 360. Um, in the Canada Pavilion, obviously. Yes. Because it's just an update to the previous O Canada film. It has new scenes, there's a new musical score um, composed by Andrew Lockington, mm-hmm. and it has new narration by award-winning actors Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy. Levy? Oh. Levy. Which Le- I love Eugene. Um, oh, because they're both from... That show well, that has a, a word that sounds like it's a curse in it right now? I can say it right. Well, because it's spelt... Before we say it, it's spelt S-C-H-I-T-T. So it's Schitt's Creek is the name of the show. Creek, yeah. Um, and his son, which I didn't realize this until I was like, duh, his son is like the son in the show. Yeah. They, they, they look have, just alike. They have the and same big daughter, eyebrows. Their daughter's also in the is show. Is the she server at the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so I love both of them. Plus they've done like best in show and like all those um you know all those movies together or whatever that it's like the same people that do there was another one i just can't remember what it was it was like i think waiting for guffman maybe was something i don't know i only know them from the schitt's creek show yeah uh but anyways so that's the canada one which i think is awesome yeah i'm excited for that um oh you know what i think i think it's time we go a little back before we get to our topic of some free holiday fun we'll go a little back in time uh, I'll start us out over in Magic Kingdom in 1994. The Tomorrowland Terrace uh, officially became Cosmic Rays Starlight Cafe, oh, home yeah. of your boy, Sunny Eclipse. That's right. Whether you love him or you hate him, and you should love him because he's the best. Although Play he does have odd, well, oddly small toes in relation to the rest of his body. His little <laughs> tiny ankles and little tiny feet. I love that that's what you pick out. You're like, you know what? You're an alien and you're cool and all, but your toes are yeah. not forget about to your body. <laughs> forget about your invisible space angels and how your fingers aren't even touching the keyboard. Your little tiny right. feet are weirding me out. You're just like, what are you looking at the whole time? Yes. I don't get it. <laughs> um, okay, mine. I'm gonna take you to 2002, which I, it's when you when I think of the 2000s, I'm like, that's not far enough back, but it really is. 17 far years back. ago, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it was the soft opening of Tower of Terror 4, which featured new random drop sequences. Ooh. Yeah. Started at, um, obviously, it was Disney MGM Studios. Yes. Hollywood Studios. Hashtag not my MGM. <laughs> um, but I remember this. I remember when uh, the new drops. Every time they've like started new drop sequences, it's like a big thing. Because yes. if you love Tower of Terror, you're like, oh, this is new. <gasps> That's new. Yes. So they have all kinds of things now. Yeah. I remember back in the day and it was just the one drop. I know. When I talk to people, I'm like, look, let me tell you something. We used to wait for like hours in line and it was one drop. Yes. <laughs> so this is a really big upgrade to what yes. we're doing now. And now they have like the silhouettes, the like ghost looking things yes. and all kinds of stuff. And of course, now for Tower of Terror, which really has nothing to do with the ride, they do the projections on it for the holiday times. So I know the ride itself didn't change, but the yes. like the out, the exterior of the ride gets a little bit of an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um so we figured we'd talk today about some stuff you can do to get in the holiday spirit in Disney that doesn't cost anything extra. Yeah. Because um, there's, there's a few things you can do that do cost extra. Um, there's mm-hmm. a lot of those experiences. But, you know, we're a little hashtag wallet motivated here. Plus, it's already expensive enough just to get here. So if you get here, you might as well not spend um, a whole lot more money. Of course, some of this is going to include entry to the parks. You do have to pay admission to get into the parks. But right, that's like... Right. That's just how it goes. If you're here for a trip, you're probably... These, yeah. yeah, these aren't additional Correct. things. So, you want me to go into yeah. my first one? Yeah. Well, speaking of the Tower of Terror, so I love nighttime at Hollywood Studios because everything is decorated to the nines. Mm-hmm. Um, I Because I just love those streets. Like, I love Sunset and Hollywood. 
Um, and at nighttime, which is Hollywood Boulevard, right? I think it's Hollywood. Yeah, to the right. Um, Sunset Boulevard. They blow snope. Yep. So it does snow over there, and they show these projections that are kind of just an ongoing loop mm-hmm. on the tower terror that you mentioned. So, and you you hear everything that's going on. So they have like audio tracks that kind of go with them, but it's all kinds of different things. They have monsters, ink type stuff. Um, there's things for like different, uh, a lot of different movies. You just kind of have to stand, like you'll see people throughout the night, literally just standing there watching mm-hmm. it. And then when this, when it's snowing too, you're like, ah, oh, and they'll do like these lasers and stuff. So it's just a cool thing. That's like, Hey, we didn't have to pay for, the Christmas party. Yes. To see Snope. Um, and like some extra kind of like projections and video audio type things. This might be a bold statement, but okay. to me, the most Christmassy feeling park might be Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios. I would say, I could say that. I could see that. Uh, at night anyway. I, yeah. I don't know about so much during the day, but for sure I mean, at night. If you kind of, I guess, get away from, because I'm curious, have they done any kind of Christmas stuff? In Galaxy's Edge? Uh, I don't think they're celebrating Christmas. Yeah, because I'm like, there. I don't think they celebrate Christmas in Batu. It took um, a little while for Christmas to get to the planet of uh, uh, Morea, whatever. No, no, more, whatever, the, whatever it is. Morea is a building at the Polynesian. Um, <laughs> the uh, Oh, my God, Pandora. You know, the huge, Pandora, hugely yeah. successful area of Animal Kingdom that's still crowded yeah. to this day. Um, it took a while to get it there. So I wonder if it'll be the same kind of thing mm-hmm. over in Batu. But I guess that area over there is more Christmassy than than anything. So yeah. that's it's my favorite. I'm like, I could literally just stand here for like hours <laughs> and like just see what's going on on the streets and watch the projection yeah, and it's snowing really and cool. all of the things. It was my nieces, even the one who like hates everything and is very cynical. She <laughs> yeah. loved she wait. She did love uh, Sunset Boulevard with the projections. Mm-hmm. But my mom was telling me that after they they left the area and they were walking back out to the car, she turns to my mom. My niece is five. My mom is 66. Right. Yeah. My niece turns to my mom and says. Grandma, can you even drive? <laughs> <laughs> this so girl. She, she loved her Christmas time in Hollywood Studios, but still a skeptical skeptical <laughs> at something, and that was my my mom. Okay, so I have a question though yeah. about Jingle Bell Jingle Jam. Jingle Bam. Not, Jingle Bam. Yes. Because I remember Doug and I watching that, but okay. we didn't pay for anything extra. No, that's, that's included. Okay, so that's just like it happens. It's a free thing, right? Yeah. So it's the fireworks. You can pay, you can pay for the dessert party. That's, that's what, what it was. It yeah. Okay, I think I think we have talked about this before. Yep. Dessert party is paid for. Yeah, so that's kind of another thing. I don't know if you had this down or not, but that's like another part of Hollywood Studios because the Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam comes yes. on at night. So that's a, pro- a projection show over where like the normal projection shows are, right? Yeah, this is instead of and in place of the Star Wars Galactic Spectacular that happens the rest of the year. Although I don't know what will happen. Uh, I'm guessing they're going to continue to do it. Yeah, after. it's kind of like gonna... a little elves story, if you will. Yes, uh, from Prep and Landing, if you remember that. Yeah. movie or show uh those characters are there and they're the they're the hosts of the thing mm-hmm. um when i was thinking about things that are no additional cost at disney i wound up coming back to epcot a lot okay. um i mean yeah the international festival of the holidays is currently going on and i know that there is christmas stuff there but right. honestly it wasn't until i actually read through the passport so like you know the book that they give out at all the festivals yeah. that i realized how much stuff Really, how much entertainment is available for you? So obviously, the kitchens or the outdoor bo- uh, food booths are there. Mm-hmm. We all know that that's the staple of the festivals. But right. something that's different for sure about this festival versus the other, the others is how much stuff you could do that's not food or drink. Okay. Um, so I and I'm not going to go through every single one of them because it's a lot of the countries. It's more than a handful of the countries have something. 
Uh, Mexico has dancers and pinatas and mariachi music to, to do their Feliz Navidad celebration. Norway has a mischievous, magical barn Santa, which I'm pretty sure is actually just Dwight Schrute from the office. <laughs> I was literally going to say that. <laughs> I was like, it's, uh, what is his name? Mose. No. What is the Santa Claus name? Oh, I don't remember. This is going to I'll try me. to think of it. Yes. Um, China has their Chinese lion. Oh, sorry. Dance. Sorry. Go back. It's Belschnickel. Yes. <laughs> Belschnickel. Impish or? <laughs> yeah. Uh, China has their Chinese lion dancers to celebrate their Lunar New Year. These are all free, by the way. You just walk up. They have yeah. different show times. Check the app in the, in the uh, printout when you get there. Germany has a live German vocal group. Italy has the tale of La Bafana, which I know I'm not pronouncing correctly, <laughs> a kind-hearted witch who visits young sleeping children, and in any other context, that would be creepy. Terrifying. Creepy. But that's what they, isn't that what they believe over there? Yes. Like, that's, like you, that's their thing? Well, if you think about it, that's what Santa is here. I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah, Santa might not be a witch, but is he? Is the question. <laughs> Does he creep little kids out? Yes. Uh, Morocco has live music over there as well. Uh, they have a Hanukkah storyteller between Morocco and France. Uh, it's the, Adam Sandler. That's what it is. <laughs> could you imagine? He just sings <laughs> eight crazy nights over and over again. The UK has the Father Christmas. All of these countries and their stories of Christmas is a reason to go there. Um, mm-hmm. If you're not interested necessarily in how a specific country celebrates Christmas, there is general live gospel, R&B, and holiday music being sung um, by Joyful over at the Showcase Plaza stage. They are advertised as singing Christmas and Kwanzaa songs. That's oh. so that stage is that area is usually used for like a fast pass viewing for the fireworks and sometimes right. and other things because um, they used to sing on the fountain stage but obviously the fountain is a little, yeah. little right now it's no more yeah, it is no moss um, so this is over so if you're walking toward World Showcase and you're going over like the the bridge underneath the monorail it's at the end of it basically on the other side of the big Christmas tree so these yeah. are just. And I didn't even mention all the countries, but there's just so much to do that you could probably spend the entire day just going country to country and experiencing a brief portion of whatever entertainment they have on their little stages in front of these countries. Yeah, this is where the kid, ki- kids, if you have any kids listening, this is where they can talk to their parents into. But we really need a history lesson yes. and how Christmas is celebrated all over the world. Yes. The only place to do that in a small amount of time is Disney World. Yeah, and and the kid no, could be like, Mom, you're "Mommy, you can still drink your Christmas juice." That's, That's right. Whatever your cocktail jang- you want. Yeah. jangle juice, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Um, well, I'm glad that you kind of mentioned the Christmas tree because one of the things that I have on mine is the Christmas trees. So you're going to talk about the trail, but every park has a large Christmas tree, and all of the resorts are decked out for Christmas as well. So it's just more so the decorations. I'm like, walk around and look at the decorations because we know that Disney does not skimp on anything. Yes. So they have stuff everywhere that you look. Um, Christmas themed things that you just wouldn't even like notice on a normal basis. Uh, but the Christmas trees, if that's your thing, if you're like a Kevin McAllister at heart <laughs> and you love Christmas trees, you can go to all the parks and see their trees or any of the resorts and see their trees. Yeah. Uh, Wilderness Lodge has a ginormo tree because of the big uh, fireplace. You know, they have that huge lobby um yes. area so uh that's something else that i put on there because i was like if you really like christmas trees you can kind of do your own little christmas tree hunt around to the different resorts that you want to see yeah i mean especially your deluxe resorts they tend to go a little bit extra for christmas yeah. and most of them are as they should <laughs> yeah well i mean they might be a little easier to get to than you might think especially the ones attached to the monorail i mean if you're in the magic kingdom you can hop out or you could just go to the 
Um, if you're you know there with your car, you could park at the TTC and then hop around. Um, and of course, Wilderness Lodge is still not that difficult to get to by boat um, if you're in that area. And the Skyliner has helped the access for the Beach Club, Boardwalk, and Yacht Club resorts, as well as Swan and Dolphin, um, because now you could take that from Epcot, from when you're in Epcot, you get it from Hollywood Studios or the three resorts it's attached to, Pop Art and Riviera. And it lands you right in the International Gateway. So when you come out of the Skyliner right. station, just make a quick right, and boom, you're right there in the middle of those handful of resorts. And they all have beautiful lobbies decked out for christmas yeah i was gonna ask did we talk about was riviera decked out for christmas uh well when we got there it had a little bit of decorations when we woke okay. up the next day there was a christmas tree in the lobby so oh, okay and it yeah, was, they worked hard that night <laughs> they were working yeah i mean you know it's not officially open so it's still in progress yeah um okay. it wasn't a big giant christmas tree but it was a tree and people were taking pictures in front of it but, but there was garland strewn about and there were um wreaths hung um yeah. with care so it's, it's interesting though that they like when it opens it's gonna be christmas time yeah yeah that will be like everyone's kind of first impression of it. Yeah. And uh, you can tell it's like not full on Christmas. But yeah. They're, they're like, well, you know, we're just kind of like dabbling because we yes. want you to also see the resort. The itself. real thing. And the uh, the lobby doesn't really lend itself to a big giant Christmas tree because it's a small, more intimate lobby, which is good right. because it kind of forces you to go to the larger common areas where you can go hang out. Okay. Um, so speaking of Christmas trees, um, we probably already know about the Christmas tree trail at Disney Springs. That's where they have a free walkway where it mm-hmm. does snope over there as well. Um, where they have their i mean they are fully themed trees sometimes it's movie specific sometimes it's character specific sometimes it's park specific or ride specific yeah they have a whole haunted mansion one with an actual bust of Mm -hmm. the bride coming out of there so um you probably have seen photos and videos of that um some other things to keep in mind about the christmas tree trail at disney springs it gets pretty crowded i mean sometimes there is an actual line just to get in and kind of like the haunted house experience where you're never really the only one walking through it you're basically in a train full of people that's how it can be so if you're looking to go at a less crowded time for sure during the day of a weekday would be your best bet yeah and if you have to go at night monday through thursday nights are going to be less crowded than fridays and saturdays and sunday nights plus they have the like the line sometimes gets so long. I mean, they have a DJ come over there yes, and play music and stuff to distract like you. Basically. Yeah, they have like a dance party to add entertainment, yes. so you're not just standing there. Because Disney's like, well, if you're going to be standing somewhere, we got to add something. So yes, um, and explain Snope to the people because I've had multiple people be like, "What are you talking about?" I don't know the origin of the phrase, and if someone actually coined that phrase, or we're not giving them credit, my apologies because I don't know where it came from. But snow yeah. would be your snow and soap because you know we all know it's not really snow falling down from the sky. Believe it or not, that machine that's cranking out the stuff that's falling is not real snow. It's a, yeah. We say it's snow because it's kind of like a soapy-based Basically liquid bubble. Basically a broken, broken bubble machine. Yes, <laughs> ultimately, yes. Um, uh. one, one added layer for you at the Christmas tree trail, if you have seen the trees already or if you're revisiting or if you feel like you're not that into Christmas trees or if you're there with family members who are not, something else you could do is to take a look around at the posters that are on the walls of the fence, wall around the fence of the trail and see if you and the members of your party can guess what movie or attraction it's referring to. Some of them are more subtle than others, and you'll know what I'm talking about if you ever see them. Um, sometimes they pick really specific characters or phrases, and they turn them into things. Um, and that's something else you can do while you're, while you're walking around, see if you can figure out what they're referring to. Yeah. Um, okay, the next one that I have on my list is the Gingerbread House at the Grand Floridian. Mm-hmm. So there, if you're not aware of this, every year they make a life-size gingerbread house, and everything... Um, that they make it with is edible. So every single thing you see around that is edible. Um, they spend, I think they spend like almost all year kind of preparing for this. 
because they have to make all the tiles and stuff like that. Now, it costs money to buy things from the gingerbread house. Like, yes, you can actually walk up to the window and purchase items from inside of it. But it's kind of just a cool thing to see in itself. Yes, it is. Um, everything is edible, even the little cash registers they have when they take your money. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm it's... kidding. No, it's not right. <laughs> uh, your credit card could be edible. Yes. Um, but they also, they do sell gingerbread houses. Like you can purchase an actual already made up gingerbread house from yeah. the gingerbread house. Yeah. So let's just, there is a lot of work put into it. So it's obviously, it smells amazing. Oh my gosh. As soon as you, and it's before you even you walk, walk in, as you're approaching the, the uh, automatic doors for the resort, once they open, you smell yeah. it. It just smacks. It's those old cartoons where the, like the arm wafts off of like the counter and it's yeah. got like the finger in the nose and it's like beckoning yes. you this way. That's what's happening <laughs> at the resort. Um, and it's cool just for some photo ops. They also obviously have a big tree there too. And they'll um, have some, they'll usually have some live music, like mm-hmm. have a piano player come out. So it's kind of just a cool area to hang out and chill for a little bit, you know, see the actual gingerbread house, um, take some photos. And um, it's faux free. Faux free. Uh, let's go back to Epcot for a little bit because there's just two more things I want to mention there. Um, you get to meet Santa and Mrs. Claus over in Epcot. Yeah. Um, you can also meet Santa in Disney Springs as well. But if you, hap- if you happen to be in Epcot, Santa and Mrs. Claus are meeting over in the American Adventure area. Um, if you've ever eaten at like the picnic tables that are underneath that covering, so if you're looking at the American Adventure building, it's to the right of it. I was reminded that they take out the tables to put in this area to meet them because when I was there for the Festival of the Holidays to eat my little, would we get the turkey? My mom got the turkey mashed potatoes and got the ham and stuff. We went to go sit at those tables because it would be out of the sun and the tables were gone. Because it's where you meet like, Santa and Mrs. Claus. Santa Claus is coming. And I was like, I don't want to meet I Santa. Mean, I want to sit down in the shade. <laughs> You're like, but who wants to meet Santa at Walmart when you can meet Santa at Disney at World? Disney I feel World. like it's the most magical place to meet Santa. It now, is. I'd probably rather have pictures of Mickey and Minnie dressed as Santa. Correct. But Now, no. we did. No, maybe we I think they have Santa in Hollywood Studios sometimes. They I did. Swear they it, had Santa Goofy, I want to say, last year. I don't know if they're okay, doing it this there year. There was a. There was a, a photo opportunity where there's a big couch, and they were like, "This is where Santa comes." But you oh can take no, photos. you're right. I'm sorry. I don't know why. I, yeah. So um, can, I forget the name of the store. Dinner. It's on mm-hmm. Sunset Boulevard as you're approaching Hollywood, uh, as you're approaching Tower of Terror. It's the yeah. last store on that row before you get to the Beauty and the Beast Theater. Yeah. There is a Santa meet and greet there as well. So you can take pictures in that spot when he, even when he's not there, but he also comes. Yes, he does. Be able to take pictures there. So um, one more thing at Epcot before we, I move away from Epcot. Um, The Voices of Liberty are doing their special Dickens, Charles Dickens themed caroling. So just something else that's a little extra added for you over at Epcot that is no additional cost. Love some caroling. Um, Okay, so speaking of photo ops, this is something else that I wanted to throw out there. There are photo ops everywhere in Disney World. Um, Even just regular photographers that you're seeing on the street, you can, they have like the boards that say things. Um, cause sometimes they use, they use these like during the Christmas party and stuff like that. But a lot of times they're just carrying them around the park. Um, and like I said, like Hollywood studios, there's that one photo op where you're on like the couch where Santa comes. So mm-hmm. even if you are there and Santa's not there, you can take a photo op there. There's Christmas trees is like a big red velvet couch thing you can, um, sit at. And usually around the big Christmas trees, they have photographers like certain times of the day or night, um, actual like Disney photographers, but they're just great times to, you know, like mom usually wants a picture of everyone yeah. near the tree. And it's like, why would you not take a photo of your whole family near these ginormous 
professionally decorated trees. Yeah, we did that at the Wilderness Lodge on Thanksgiving Day. We got our photo taken in front of the tree there. There's a, they even have a bench so you can sit down and get like your whole family yeah. in, which was and, nice. And I mean, you know, expert tip here, if you do not have the photo pass, like if you don't have Memory Maker or whatever, but you have a friend who has it, you can get your photos through them. So we've had multiple friends that have gone and we're like, let us know, like we'll connect our Disney experiences together and then we will get their photos for them. I actually have to do that today or tomorrow. Uh, we have some friends that went. And so they were like, well, we, we, we were going to buy one. And we're like, we're like, don't buy one of the photos. We'll just <laughs> save them for you. Cause it, cause we have, we're annual pass holders. So all the pictures do not have the like hologram on them for us. So we just save them to our uh, phones or computer or whatever, and we can give them to them. So we've had one friend give us like a USB drive and we just put them oh, all, wow. all the photos on there for them. So, and of course, you can always hand the PhotoPass person your personal camera or cell phone. I'll take a photo for you. Too. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true, too. They're uh, really good about that. I only have one last thing on my list. And this is going back to Magic Kingdom, because obviously we know the, ho- the Halloween party. The Christmas party happens there. Um, if you were thinking that the Frozen Holiday Wish is only a part of the Christmas party, it is not. They do it a second time during the Christmas party. But um, even if the park closes at 6 for the party and the Frozen Holiday Wish is at 6.15, you're still able to stay and watch it. This is, of course, when uh, Elsa, Olaf, and Anna come out and they do their little dance and the castle gets lit. So make sure you see it. It is, it's a cool thing. It's worth standing in the crowd of people in front of the castle because it's a, one of the a rare time you get to see those characters out. And it's just them and they're you know hopping around singing and they light the castle. It's very cool. Yeah, it's probably one of the most magical things ever. Like you just, everyone feels like a child when it happens. Yes. And then everyone like applauds and <laughs> it's just so cool looking because it's so bright. You're just not really ready for it. And then when it happens, you're like, I just want to stand here and stare at it. That's how people describe me. So bright, you're not really ready for it. Now, some people could argue too that you could stick around for the first Christmas parade if you wanted to, which I think people do all the time, um, which would be for free. But should we even go there? <laughs> I don't know. I've never done it. I mean, I know they do the Christmas party uh, stuff for free on like after the party season ends during Christmas time. I think on Christmas Eve and Christmas and that week, they actually do that parade during as their parade. But like it's so crap. I would rather pay to go see it as part of the party because it's so crap. Yeah. Now they're um, the filming, right? When they do the filming of the Christmas stuff, that's for free, right? You don't have to pay for that. Or is it only cast members? Uh, not only cast members. And no, you don't have to pay for it. Okay, so that's something else for you that we could add that if you're there like a month before when they're doing the filming for Thanksgiving and actual Christmas because they film those weeks before. Yeah, usually first uh, and second week of November. You can like see celebrities singing songs on stage and be a part of that filming. Um, So that can be kind of magical. I mean, I know sometimes it can be crazy because you're filming things, but if that's your thing and you want to see some celebs, go for yeah. it. I mean, it, this year it was Sting and Shaggy at uh, Walt Disney World and then they had Pentatonix at Hollywood Studios, so... That would I thought that that actually would have been cool to be at Hollywood Studios when they were filming that. I turned that they, down. I don't know why. Well, because they like did blow the snope, and so mm-hmm. you know you're like on the streets where those those are like my favorite decorated streets, and you got pentatonics, which I just love listening to their Christmas stuff. Um. So, anyways, I think that was all I had. I want to say there was. Oh, the other thing I wanted to mention was if you are staying at the Wilderness Campground. They usually decorate. They usually have like blow-ups. Oh my and stuff gosh. There. Yes. Some decorations going on over there. Yes. Our friends, yeah. the Drennans, yeah. are there right now. So Adventures by Drennan on Instagram. Um, hopefully some of their stuff will still be in their story because they're there yeah. this weekend that we're recording. Um, so when we say they decorate, we do mean guests. This is yeah. not 
a Disney decoration a, thing. Yeah. These are the people and the guests who are staying at Fort Wilderness who just, I mean, there is one particular guest who I believe comes every year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen this. Um, he or she, they have a giant castle, castle. like a inspired by a Cinderella castle castle, complete with a coach, a Cinderella coach, and they light it up. And yeah. I remember... Um, at their campsite, people. At their campsite. <laughs> and they're there, they're, they're there for a couple of weeks. It's not yeah. like they just, you know, they're doing a two-night stay. They're, they are basically an attraction of the resort property. So if you can't stay there, but you do have access to get there, you can still, I hear you can still rent, uh, depending on capacity, obviously, you can still go there and rent a uh, Pargo or a golf cart, if you will, and drive around mm-hmm. and see it. You can always drive in your own car, too, if you have one with you. Yeah. Um, and see well, all the stuff, because like, it's worth it. Just- even if you're just at wilderness and you're eating there, like let's say you're having drinks or whatever at the lounge or you're eating dinner over there. It's like after yep. dinner, like hop over and see it. Cause it yes. is cool just to see that this is not a Disney thing. These are just guests that it's do this. And crazy. It's crazy. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy in like the best possible way. I've even seen them dress up their little, uh, uh golf carts to be sleighs or just reindeer. Like it's just, it's mm-hmm. nuts. You really need to be seen in person. Yeah. But all in all, I mean, I would just say, like, pay attention, too, to the details of everything because I just love seeing all the details at the p- different parks. Yeah. I mean, it's something as simple as, like, the Jungle Cruise people are wearing Santa hats. Like, yes. That match their outfits and they look all Jungle Cruisey. Jungle Cruise has a lot, obviously, because they have a holiday layover, um, which, I mean, I guess we didn't mention that, but that's kind of, that's a free thing. It's not yes. an extra thing, but there's a holiday layover at Jungle Cruise, which is Jingle Cruise. Um, but there's a ton of details of things. And even the audio. Yeah. That you're listening to when you're in the line is different. The cue so. music is different. Yeah, it's Christmassy. Yeah. Um, so we did have our calendar giveaway and congratulations to the winner. By the time this episode releases, the winner will have been announced. Um, I, did, I did mention during our Riviera review that we'll be doing a Riviera pin giveaway. That uh, Keep your eyes peeled for that. That's also coming down the way. If you like what you heard today, feel free to like and subscribe to this podcast. Head over to iTunes and leave us a review over there. You can follow us on Instagram at That Park Life Podcast. And our website is thatparklifepodcast.com. You can follow me on Instagram over at Lost Princess Printing. I forgot for a second. <laughs> See? You always make fun of me for forgetting my own Instagram. I know. Name, well, I just, I, I'm debating on some things for my Instagram. That sounds. Where can we, where can we find you, Greg? You can find me over at The Disney Greg. Uh, thank you for listening, and thanks for hanging out with us. Hopefully you get to experience some of these holiday things. And even if you don't this year, most of these things are recurring, so you'll probably be able to experience them next year. Yeah, and check out our previous ep- uh, previous episode that we did on like the hol- like holidays through the years at yeah. Disney, because there are some things that are still going that are also free Yes, um, that are just separate holiday things that we've already talked about on there. So check that episode okay. out, too. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. I love that you waved. <laughs> People got to know I'm waving. All right. All right. For real. Bye, everybody. <laughs>